you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, welcome to this uh, bonus edition of the Wulong Talks podcast. Hi, my name is Jason. I'm the host of the show, as you know, and I'm joined as always by the wrestling kid, aka Rich Kid. Rich Kid, say what's up. What's up? What's up, people? Good to be back. Yeah, most definitely, man. It's good. It's good to be back for sure. Uh, it's been a little while since we've been together to chat about stuff, man. So yeah, it's good to have you along for the ride. Um, as you know, listeners, you know we've been kind of busy there's been lots of life changes going on I've got a new job I've been looking after my son you know Rich has been busy doing other stuff as well so um, you know we haven't had as much time as we would have liked to get together and record stuff but you know what that's in the past man we're here and we're here to talk about Black Widow because that trailer was wicked and we need to chop it up about that but before we get into all of that man Rich Kid how you been bro it's been a, a while since we've done one of these how you been what you been up to how's things with you I'm I'm all good, man. I can't I can't complain. I'm super super happy. Um, I've been watching Watchmen on Sky, which is easily the best show on TV for me right now. Um, I've been watching mm. The Mandalorian um, through special means, and it is definitely a good show. It does have its flaws, but it's definitely one of the best things since the actual original original trilogy came out. And I'm talking like episodes four, mm. five, and six in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, so I definitely have to say that, and then I've actually got those, the new Star Wars game as well. Um, just by chance, a guy at work bought Death Stranding and the Star Wars game, and he's and he started playing the Death Stranding game first. And he like he knows he's not going to play the Star Wars game, so he was like, you know, what, just take it and then um, just play it. So I put Destiny Two to the side for a little bit, and I've um, put Near Automata the to, you know down to the side as well. And I've been playing the Star Wars game, and I've only played like the first couple of levels. And I feel like I'm a Jedi. Like, if Rogue One and this game and the Mandalorian, if this is the you know the, the the direction that Disney are heading in with Star Wars, where they like saying, okay, cool, we made we know we made a mistake by getting rid of all of like legends. Um, let's try and incorporate some of these things, and you know, really try and push, you know, the, you know everything Star Wars in in the right way. That's going to appease everyone. Then they're on the right path because. Everything else that they've been really been putting out to me has not has not been anything worth my while. So that's three things that that's going good for Star Wars, and it's had an impact in my life, and that's that's freaking amazing. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I've, I've been watching Karen Tuesday, which Jason has also been watching a bit for his little segment, um, Mad Bad Anime Dads. Um, and I have I need to finish that as well. Um, yeah, there's lots, man. That's how long we haven't seen you guys. I just feel like I'm just rambling. I actually feel like I'm talking. <laughs> gone to do, you know, gone to the kitchen to go wash up. And now he's only just come back because I've just been waffling. But hey, it's been a very long time and I've missed you guys. You too, Jason. <laughs> well, we've missed you too, bro. We've missed you too. 
And um, yeah, listeners, I mean, it's good to be back, as as we've said, um, you know, we've had our technical difficulties and we've had our, our problems and we've had our life stuff to deal with, but we're back. And as I said, we're back to talk about Black Widow. The trailer dropped, the first trailer for the movie dropped surprisingly today. Um, none of us really were expecting it. I don't think anybody got any hint that it was going to be released today. So um, good old Marvel again didn't let us down and, and drop some goodness for us. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, like, I'm I'm really ready to just dive into this this this, <laughs> this discussion, Ooh. man, because this this trailer's got me pumped, bro. So <laughs> I think we need to start talking about this. But um, yeah, I mean, it's surprising because you know initially, listeners, if you recall from our episode, episode number sixty eight, which was our roundup of uh, San Diego Comic Con, we talked to quite a bit about the Marvel panel and what was discussed um for forthcoming movies and disney plus shows and um you know i think from what i recall both rich and i were kind of like um yeah we'll go and see black widow but you know we weren't necessarily that enthused by it because the way her storyline ended in avengers endgame seemed pretty finite so it was like a bit weird going back to then go and revisit this character that we already know is dead but to be honest yeah this trailer just got me right back in again and i was like okay now i'm intrigued i want to know what's going on get me a ticket for this movie so yeah may 2020 can't come soon enough for me man but um yeah what was your initial thoughts on on the trailer when you saw it for the first time listen i'm so i'm so happy i was like i wasn't expecting it to be anything really and if anything i was kind of rearing towards maybe seeing something bad but I was really, really stoked for this. And like, I mean, as much as I love like, you know, the cosmic scape that's been brought into the MCU well, in the later years, um, I really like the grounded stuff as well. And I mean, even like Tony, the Tony Stark stuff, the Iron Man stuff is grounded. You know, you look at um, Ant-Man, it's grounded. Um, uh, and then basically Captain America is grounded, right? I mean, you listen, have to remember when he came out with the Winter Soldier, I mean, although, as far as I'm concerned, the first Avenger is an underrated classic. But when he came out with Winter Soldier, he set the bar for all the Marvel movies and how things were, were being presented. And I was kind of scared that the Black Widow might not follow that path because like, I think those are probably the best movies with both of those characters in it. Um, as much as I like Civil War, I think Winter Soldier is a much stronger film. And as much as I like Black Widow in the other MCU movies, like, once again, she's an amazing character in this, like, she's just, she holds on par with everyone that, she, that she's on screen with, um, which is obviously quite hard being the only woman, really, in the cast. Um, so I'm kind of glad that they're kind of veering back to this whole, you know, not where she came from, but what she's been about type of thing and keeping it grounded, but with, well, obviously, with, like, with the sci-fi futuristic elements, like, I'm, I'm so excited for this, man, like, I'm seeing faces in this trailer that are just like if you're a comic book fan, and I mean a real comic book fan, you're seeing you should be seeing certain faces and going like, "Holy shit, they went there!" All right, all right, let's see what you're gonna bring. If you're just going like, "Yeah, I really like the trailer," did you see when she gave like a couple of kicks and they did this thing with the knife? That was pretty cool as well. But hopefully, this film is gonna be, it's really gonna stick to the Black Widow mythos and it's gonna be fucking awesome, and that's how excited I am about it. Mm, yeah 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 let's hope so man let's hope so 
um well yeah let's just dive into kind of our thoughts on the trailer so listeners what we're going to do is we'll give you our quick thoughts on the trailer itself um rich will give you some of like his views and a couple of his theories and, and things that he thinks might happen with the movie and things that he would like to see i guess is a fair way to put it um mm. and we'll try and kind of identify some of the easter eggs that you get in the trailer as well because uh, there are a couple yeah. rich will probably spot more than me because as you know rich is our, our resident comic book expert so i'm sure there'll be quite a few he would have picked on that i would have missed but um hopefully by the end of this recording you'll be a little bit uh more wiser as to what um the black builder movie will be delivering for us in in may 2020 so yeah i mean first of all richard i guess we've got to talk about the the timeline um the timeline for this movie officially is um according to several reputable sources is in between um event uh, sorry i almost said avengers civil war well it felt like avengers civil war didn't it but captain america civil war and avengers infinity war so um what do you think about the decision to kind of set the movie in between those those two key kind of events in, in the MCU timeline? Mm. I mean, initially, I thought it was going to be set after um, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and then basically just before Captain America, Civil War. Um, just because to me, it made sense. Like the way how Winter Soldier ended, like, you know, everybody had their own story that they were that they were aiming for. And basically, you know, mm. like, you know, you had Captain America and Falcon going to go and, you know, find Bucky. You had um, S.H.I.E.L.D. being taken down because it was, you know, basically hiding a large faction of, you know, of, of Hydra agents. Um, he, what else did you have? You had Nick Fury going underground um, and basically, you know, doing what Nick Fury does best. And, well, basically, if any of you guys have seen um, Spider-Man Far From Home, Nick Fury's secrets have secrets, as Tony Stark has said. So, you know what? At the end of Winter Soldier, I don't even know who we saw. I just know that we saw a black man with a blue eye patch. And he was saying stuff from Pulp Fiction. And I, let's just say he looks like Nick Fury. So, to me, and then, and then obviously he had Black Widow going to speak in front of the UN. And, you know, and, you know, basically say how, you know, the Avengers are here to stay. And then she kind of goes off. And it just felt like everybody had their own story that they were going to go to. So it, that felt more like of a natural drop off for the Black Widow, which would basically then begin with the Black Widow movie. I'm not I think put, placing it between um, Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War, it just doesn't just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel it just yeah, it doesn't feel like like it flows naturally. But I mean, what do I know? I'm just a. Uh, a fanboy, you know, nothing to do with Marvel. If Marvel uh, ever listened to this, you know, yeah, give me a shout, I can help. But yeah, that's where <laughs> I stand in regards to it, where, you know, where the movie's going to start or be placed. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of like of the mindset that it, the way you described it does make sense. But I think um, it will be interesting for me to kind of see where, um black widow ends up i mean obviously she ends up in russia from what we can tell from the trailer yeah. or we're assuming she goes back to russia um mm -hmm. so i'm interested to kind of see how she manages to get away from um you know from tony stark and from um the u.s government and from the united nations because as as you recall listeners at the end of uh captain america's civil war natasha has a falling out with tony and um, you know, they don't see eye to eye on how to deal with 
the uh, heroes who won't sign the Sokovia Accords. So, um, you know, Natasha leaves and she literally just walks off screen and is never seen again in the movie. So we don't know exactly, you know, kind of how uh, she manages to get to where she gets to. But um, presumably people would have been looking for her. I mean... um, I'm sure at a certain point in Civil War, doesn't Tony Stark say to her, they'll come for you or something like that? Um, and she just kind of says, "Is says like, I'm not the one who, who needs to watch their back or something like that, I think it is. Um, and then she walks off. So, yeah, obviously, the you know, the government wouldn't have taken too kindly to her just disappearing at, at this mm. point. So um, I'm assuming the movie's going to address that. So it'll be interesting to see that and, and obviously interesting to see kind of how um said she ends up in russia but we start off the the trailer with quite a few flashbacks to to kind of i guess remind people of of who black widow is so we get um kind of stuff from uh her first appearance in iron man 2 we get like kind of clips of uh, avengers assemble we get a, a clip of her from uh the winter soldier captain america the winter soldier as well um so you get kind of an establishment again of of who her character is and then um, we kind of see this clip of uh, a very young, de-aged looking Thunderbolt Ross um, talking to her about um, what she's going to do and things like that. Now, um, I don't know about you, Rich, but I guess with the de-aging, I'm assuming that means it's a flashback. So um, is it safe to assume that this is kind of her when she's just defected from Russia and, and gone to America? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, could this be a point where I can basically, well, I, I, well, I, I tell you what I think it may be. I think it may be, what, sorry, because you were cutting out there. So um, are you talking mm. about the, the, the little scene that you see with General Ross, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. So yeah. I reckon yeah, yeah. that basically that's General Ross at some point looking, I mean, looking for someone to buy um, mm. I mean, it is it is a known thing that in the in the Marvel universe, at that comic books wise, um, there are factions that basically just buy orphan kids or like or kids that have been trained already just to put into their ranks. Um, obviously, like you know, we're in regards to like the comic books that the landscape can change in regards to backstories for certain characters, but um, in the Gambit comic book, there was a guy called um, the Pig, who basically used to steal orphans and train them up. I mean, you know, basically espionage, weapons training and so forth. And he would then basically sell them to clients. And like some of his clients might be Hydra. Some of his clients might be hmm. AIM. Some of his clients might, you know, belong to, you know, whatever, you know, whoever, like S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. And it basically hmm. it just, it just helped them keep the budget down where they just had to buy like these kids. It's, it's actually a really crazy story. Because in that Gambit's a mutant by how they tied it into, into the big escape of things. So I reckon that could be something that could be a scene that Generous is in where he's he's basically just checking out merchandise. We already know he's paranoid as fuck. He had like he's already faced. Uh, we're assuming that by this point he's already faced the Hulk and that whole thing with the, with the abomination. The thing about Generous is that even though he works for the U.S. government, he's paranoid, and he's a true soldier from a particular era where he's that guy that is willing to do anything to win the overall fight. And I think that's even maybe even, you know, talking to the wrong people that he may owe a favor or they may owe him a favor. That's what I'd like it to be in, in, in that flashback scene. But um, mm. like I said, what do I know? I'm just a fanboy. Mm. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I, I'm 
uh, said I'm more leaning towards kind of because it's it's we're we're definitely getting heavy spy vibes from this. I'm I, I don't know why, but I'm just getting the feeling that this might be where she defects to the US. So I, I'm getting the feeling that you know they're probably meeting in in some class, clandestine field in the middle of Eastern Europe or something like yeah. that. And um, you know she's getting a US passport through the back door from from Ross who um as you said is the kind of character who would probably see her as an asset to the United States but one that needs to be kept at arm's length maybe so yeah yeah i think there's probably something uh, pardon me some kind of dodgy dealings going on there yeah cuz cuz remember but if yeah you remember, sorry if you, if you remember as well in um hmm. the incredible hulk film as in the one of edward norton remember who remember who he, who he employs he employs emil blonsky who is yes. a British agent, but he's Russian. Hmm. From, he's, he's basically of a Rus- of Russian origin. So obviously there, there's some form of defectors and things like that. Well, I'm assuming that's how it worked hmm. out. But then also at the end of Incredible Hulk, when Iron Man comes to talk to him about setting up the Avengers initiative, and then there's a little short story. Remember when they used to do the little Marvel, Marvel was it with the Marvel movies? What were they called? The one shots, yeah, the one, yeah, the one shot movies, and basically there's a one shot mm. movie, which ironically is basically a, a conversation between two agents, and I think one of them is actually Agent Sitwell, who ends up being a it hydra. Is, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so in hindsight, mm. you're just like, God damn, these sons of bitches, but they talk about mm. setting up the Avengers, um, and how General Ross wanted to put the abomination in the Avengers apart um, instead of the Incredible Hulk. Hmm. You remember that? So like, so yeah, so it's one of I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I think, I think we're gonna, I think hopefully we're gonna be seeing like a, a darker side to the spy, you know, like to, you know, to, to like you said, that spy universe or the spy vibes that we got from, from, um, from Captain America Civil War. Because if, if there's anything that we've been taught ever since then, you can't trust anything that you see or hear. Like there's so many little undertones and, and like little stories happening right, with it, right in front of our eyes that it's, it's getting crazy, man. Hmm. Yeah, and I definitely like the idea of kind of tapping into, um, you know, that that kind of paranoia that the Captain America, the Winter Soldier did. Um, you know, that's really kind of it's really a, a grounded way of telling those kind of comic book stories. And, you know, it, it's it's really a, just an intriguing way to draw in kind of people who aren't necessarily that well versed in, in uh, the comic book lore or, or comic book history. Um, you know, so it makes for a really good way to, to kind of to get people in because everybody loves a good spy movie, right? So, you know, um, why not do that with uh, Black Widow? But um, yeah, I think um, it, it's very intriguing and I'm looking forward to kind of seeing how that, that kind of plays out as well. Um, in the trailer, we do get uh, a hint at kind of Black Widow returning, as we said, to what we think is Russia. Um, and then having a, a confrontation um, with somebody that she refers to as her sister. Mm. Um, now, I'm assuming that this uh, character that she plays, I don't know the name of the character, um, but it's the British actress Florence Pugh who plays her. Um, they have their little kind of standoff and their gun swapping and, and um, knife fight in the kitchen kind of thing. Um, it's all very kind of Jason Bourne and I love it. But... Um, Assuming that, you know, that's somebody who she obviously worked with when she was um, part of the, the Widows program in um, in Russia. 
that should be really really intriguing to see how that kind of plays out um because it seems like the two are obviously well matched um richard from like kind of a comic book perspective is there any kind of like uh comic books that kind of explore um black widow's background in terms of you know whether she's part of a, of a production line of assassins or whether she was kind of one of a kind and um you know she was just kind of employed by the russian government as and when um what was what is there in the comic books that kind of gives us any hints as to what might be happening there well jason that's a very good question okay <laughs> um, well dude um, you know you're the you're, you're the comic book guy man so wow i feel humble okay <laughs> um no so basically uh i'm in one of our whatsapp groups today um somebody brought up the whole thing about like yeah dropping the whole when they do have their little jason Bourne hand-to-hand which i'm I was quite impressed with, to be honest. Although I might need to watch it again because I'm quite scrupulous when it comes to these things. But from what I can remember, I was quite impressed with it and how they refer to each other as sister. So I don't think, well, unless they've changed things for this movie version. Um, but yeah, because everything that, we've, that the Black Widow has ever told us has never really been the truth apart from the one truth that we know she told Bruce Banner about her not being able to have kids. So she's always said that she's never had any family and you know her family's always been S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers. So that's not biologically her sister. It is her sister in the training room or the, the training room that basically makes Black Widow assassins. And like you said, Jason, that is basically like a, a manufacturer's a conveyor belt, um, uh, like a, a place called the Red Room. And they just basically train female assassins that they use to send to the cover. And, you know, I'm sure have at some point changed certain points in the political climate, just like how... The Winter Soldier did with killing um, Tony Stark um, Tony Stark's parents and just a little bit another tidbit of information which I, I'm going to try and keep this as female centric as possible the Winter Soldier Bucky Bonds was actually trained or trained not I'm not sure if he was trained by the Red Room but I know he's actually done some training with Natasha Romanov when she was the Black Widow and he was the assassin Winter Soldier before he got his mind back um, so that's the reason why in Captain America Civil War when they're having a fight in the cafeteria, she's basically whispering to him or basically muttering to herself, you can at least remember me. So coming off that, hopefully at some point, we should be getting a Winter Soldier cameo in this Black Widow movie. And that just makes sense, especially since the Cam- um, Black Widow, sorry, the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show is coming out soon. Just talking about it, just making me so excited because that, that was not even meant to come out. It just came out and I'm, I'm, my hands are shaking. <laughs> yeah man there's a lot to look forward to mate for sure for sure um and in terms of kind of like the um the the likelihood of cameos we have heard rumors that there is um a cameo appearance by a certain uh anthony j stark uh in this movie um how much of a role do you think tony stark is going to play because if I'm guessing, I would say it's probably maybe only five minutes at the most. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't think he's he's really going to have much of a, a role in this story at all. But um, yeah, for you, I mean, you know, would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, it's weird. Like I don't know. Like I, I, I want. I'm really intrigued to see how much of a flashback in regards to the Black Widow's past they're going to give us, because I'd like to see. I'd like to see a thing of. 
or what I'm just imagining is that there's going to be some form of like assassination attempt on Tony Stark in the past. And there's a black widow that saves him. But obviously he doesn't know, like, you know, she does it covertly, you know, so she's not seen and everything. And he doesn't know. So there's an initial meeting before they even meet each other um, in, what's it called, in Iron Man 2. That's how I'm, that's what I'm thinking. That's the only thing I can think of in regards to what he may be able to do in, as you know, having a small cameo, which I'm sure you're, you're correct um, in this film. Because we, we already know what he's doing in bloody Civil War periods, so... I don't know. It ha- I think it has hmm. to be something meaty. Just, just don't give us a cameo for a cameo's sake. Like, really utilize him or at least throw something that's entertaining. Just don't have him there to be like, oh, it's him opening the door or some shit like that. Hmm. Yeah, I doubt it'll be anything like that. I think if, if they're going to include him in the story, then, you know, they would include him for a reason. So even though his, his appearance may be very, very small, it may be that um, it adds a, a certain amount of context to, you know, whatever um he's doing there really but yeah i mean i'm i'm really looking forward to learning a bit more about black widow's past as well because you know as rich has hinted at it's a very intriguing one um and you know from the little that i do know about black widow from the comics there's you know a tremendous amount of history there um and a tremendous amount of kind of intrigue to her character as well um rich before we get to your theories there there's a, a couple of easter eggs um in the trailer that I think we need to discuss first. Um, now we, we get a glimpse of like Black Widow wearing what looks like a white kind of snowsuit almost. Um, yeah. Now that looks like it's a, a suit that comes from the comic books, but I can't recall which comic book it is. So do you know kind of what comic book arc that white uniform comes from and, and whether there was kind of like a context behind it? I actually can't remember it. So I'm not going to try... Well, I'll tell you what I can remember of it. It could be wrong. Listeners, if you're out there, it is wrong information. Please hit us up. Don't, I don't really like misinforming my audience. But um, hmm. that's either her using the white costume as a covert costume. Um, But basically, I do know that the younger Black Widow, when she first came on the scene, she did wear that white costume as well. Um. Hmm. But that's about that. But literally, that's about as much as I remember. I'm, I'm even thinking that maybe at some point, when that costume is worn, they're called something else, or they're part of like a little faction, um, which would make sense as well. Because if you think about it, the majority of these characters that have had like their own spin-off origin stories, at some point in the story, there's always like them, you know, rolling with like a little crew. So if you've got Captain America, hmm. the first Avenger, it's him and um, the Howling Commandos. Um, if you look mm-hmm. at Thor, he's got um, the, what are they called again? The something three, the Warriors three, and Lady Sif. So you've got that. Um, what, what's the, what's another solo movie as well? Um, where they end up hanging out, hanging out with people. But basically you've got, you, you know, you can see the, the, the common, the common theme there. So at some, oh, and Captain Marvel, where she rolls around with like Star Force. So this could be mm. like another common theme where like, basically I think it's them just all wearing their, that white costume and, and doing like a particular mission. Um, but hmm. that's a slight thing in my head which I may have made up uh, and so it could be like part theory, part truth um, we'll just have to wait till next trailer or till May 2020 hmm. Hmm. yeah but no cool thank you man but um, yeah I, I was just wondering about that because the, the suit just looks freaking cool either way so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more of that 
Um, yeah, aside from that, you know, the, the trailer left us with, as I said, quite a few um, little glimpses and, and Easter eggs and, and different things that we saw. Um, one of the things that we did get to see was a, a glimpse at the villain of the piece, uh, who we've had confirmed is Taskmaster. Um, now, Richard did an excellent breakdown of, of who Taskmaster is um, on our previous episode, episode number 68. Um, which was our San Diego Comic-Con uh, breakdown and, and review. Um, so I'm not going to ask you to go through all of that again because you, you did a sterling job on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just in terms of like, for on a scale of one to ten, how excited were you to see kind of Taskmaster on the screen? Well, the thing is, funny enough, do you not remember that we were basically talking about hand-to-hand combat combatants in the Marvel Universe on our WhatsApp group this week? Hmm. You know, we were talking about like you know like who should be able to take who in the fight and everything, but like Jason yeah, said, I'm not yeah. Gonna, yeah, I'm not going to go into depth about the whole Taskmaster thing, but seeing him in this film, and the choice of him as a villain in this film, this film is going to be action packed heavy if he's going to be the main villain piece. Basically, I'm just hoping that what we got with the character of the Winter Soldier, in Captain America the Winter Soldier, we're going to get this with the Taskmaster. The task because the taskmaster is a beast. Like me personally, in the comic books, he's he's easily and I mean easily inside the top ten um, of best hand combatants in in Marvel comics. And I, and and I think even giving him the top ten is a bit of a description. He could even be in the top five because basically whatever he hmm. sees, he can replicate it. And he trains people how to fight. Like he shields basically employed him at one point and and asked him to train you know like you know train train their soldiers and in fact i think he's actually mm. a, a shield agent who's gone undercover so many times that he's basically been lost in the system and the reason why he doesn't really stick to one thing is because that's like the good parts of his good personality like trying to break out i'm sure that i'm sure i read that somewhere but um but yeah but it's yeah if they got the same part as the winter soldier movie the action in this is going to be crazy yeah yeah well i liked i mean everything action wise i kind of like what we saw i mean granted we saw very very little in this trailer but um you know from an action point of view everything i liked i I saw and uh, everything i saw i liked so yeah yeah, you know on on that front i was like okay cool you know i mean even if it's not spectacular it's still good enough um to keep me interested there didn't seem to be too much wonky cgi um which is great because like, uh, you know, one of the things I I like about this story is that hopefully there won't be too much of a reliance on CGI for augmenting the action scenes and things like that. It looks like they're going to try and do as much as they can practically, um, which is awesome. So yeah, I'm really looking forward forward to seeing that. Uh, Excuse me. Sorry. But um, yeah, man, I mean like the, Taskmaster is is just a huge, huge, huge reveal. One of the rumors that's been doing the rounds, I don't know if you've heard this, Rich, but um, one of the things that's been kind of passing around on the internet is that Taskmaster may not be a man in this movie. Um, That Taskmaster may actually be a woman. Um, Part of the reason may be because they're tying uh, Taskmaster's background to Black Widow directly. Um, so as in Taskmaster may possibly be a former uh, student of the Red Room also. Um, okay. So it may be that, that that's what they're doing. So again, I don't know if you heard that like kind of on your travels or anything, but, no, but no, that's I kind of intriguing, I think. Mm. 
Oh yeah, no, that's really intriguing. Mm. I mean, is what, mm. but it's one of the things it would make sense as well because from the time when I heard Taskmaster's name rumored in this film, and they still haven't announced who's playing the character, I'm just like, like, like yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for that man. I'm stoked. But mm. like, let, let's be honest, like you know, Marvel haven't really put a foot wrong when it's come to any form of casting. So yeah, like, you know, so so they've always made it worth its while. So if this universe's version of Taskmaster is a woman. Who gives a damn? It doesn't, doesn't matter. As long as they stay true to the to the core of the character, you're laughing. And so, you know, if they mm. do that, I reckon they'll pull it off. Yeah. I, in fact, you know mm. what? As much as I'm happy you told me that, I wish I hadn't even heard that. Because I can imagine going into that film. Oh, yeah, because it would have been a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'd, <laughs> I'd die happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the figures have said it's it's just a rumour going around and, you know, it's not like the internet is always right, is it? So <laughs> we may okay, be okay. all be wrong. But... It's all right. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, how that plays out with the reveal of the Taskmaster character and and what they decide to do. Um, and listeners, yeah, if you want to know why we're excited about Taskmaster, just Google Taskmaster and... and do a little reading, man, and, and, and see how badass that villain is. Um, mm. Just an awesome character. One that always kind of pops up in the comic books as, as cross paths with many a hero. Has had some legendary battles with Daredevil and um, Captain America. You know, loads of other heroes as well that, that he's crossed paths with. And, um, you know, it's it's rare that you see him getting taken down by anybody. So if Taskmaster is, is, is as badass in this movie as he is in the comic books then yeah i'm I'm here for it man. so <laughs> that should be a good look now um just before we get to your theories rich um a quick question as well because we got a glimpse at red guardian yeah. um played by uh david harbour um mm-hmm. of stranger things frame now um he is uh, as i said is is playing the red guardian now the red guardian comes under several well, several different people have had that mantle, right, in the comic yeah. books, or have I got that wrong? Yeah. That is correct, yeah. Okay, yeah. And um, from again, from the little I know, they, not all the Red Guardians are powered, right? Some of them are and some of them aren't, or, yeah. or is that wrong? No, I, I mean, as far as I know, they, they've all been powered. Basically, he is the, the Soviet version of Captain America. Hmm. Yeah, and, and he, and he, and he, before, and he, was basically part of like their version of the invaders and he's part of their version of the avengers um i'm not sure whether they're they're going to show both of those like crews that he used to roll with um back in the day in this film but there's obviously going to be some Mm. form of like you know at least sticking true to the origin where he's in in one way or another linked to the red room so i think i think Mm. like i said once again listeners i'm just going off the top of my head like i haven't read anything i can't remember him but um basically uh, in Russia, they obviously have their own versions of what we have, well, of what the the, the American United States would have in the MCU. Which, so you'd have like your, well, I'm assuming now because they've got Fox, you'd have your Department H, which would deal with like uh, mutants. You have your Department um, or Weapon X program, which Captain America is part of. Uh, then you've got, you know, maybe like a shield program and stuff like that. So obviously in the Soviet, they had their own version because they just think to themselves, well, look, if these guys have got it, we're going to have to protect ourselves as well. So uh, the Red Guardian is mm. basically the Russian version of Captain America. So, so yeah, I mean, that that's about as best as I can give you, to be honest. 
Cool, cool. I don't know if you noticed as well. There's a sneaky little shot in the trailer of a shield embedded in the um, in the ground, in a scene where it looks like Red Guardian is fighting Taskmaster. Um, so I was wondering, is that Taskmaster's shield, or do you, or is that Red Guardian's shield? Because I don't know if Red Guardian actually has a shield or not. Uh, well, I think I've, I've, I've th- I'm sure I've read comics where he does have some form of shield, um, and I think it, I think it's basically just. What I think it's got like a, I know it's got a star in it as well. Yeah, it's got like it might be round, it might be like a circle and have a star in it, but that's it. It's like maybe like a, a red shield of a black star, or like maybe like a black star on a red shield. I think. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Cool. I'll have to go back. Well, listeners, I mean, if you did spot that in the trailer as well, um, then yeah, let us know what you think and whether you think that is the Red Guardians shield or if it is taskmaster shield uh, i'm not sure because I've, I've only watched the trailer once since me and richard started recording this so i'll have to go back and, and watch it again but um yeah there's definitely a shield in there somewhere in that scene i'm, I'm pretty sure of it mm. um yeah one other character we should mention as well another quite mysterious character is um one played by rachel vice um again i don't know the character's name um, and we don't get a lot of information about the character from this trailer. Uh, but you do get the sense that she is almost kind of like the matriarch of a of a family unit. You know, the, there's a scene where Black Widow and um, the character referred to as her sister and uh, Rachel Weisz's character and David Harbour are all sitting at the table. And, you know, he um, he refers to them as, as family. Um, so clearly she's kind of like some kind of matriarch of, of this unit, but I'm also thinking maybe she's like a head, um, a head assassin slash spy of, of, of this cell that, uh, Black Widow was a part of. Um, I don't know if you got that sense as well, Rich. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely, that's definitely what I got. Like she's, she definitely had that mother vibe and the Guardian has not really that father vibe, but like the big brother, you know, type of, hmm you know, big uncle type of vibe. So yeah, so it, it you definitely do get that that whole family feeling, especially when she says it. But yeah, but she looks she looks like that. I reckon that's that's gonna be her role as well. I'm really hoping they don't make her to be a good guy and change her into a bad guy. Um because that would seem kind of pointless. Um but yeah, yeah, no she I've never heard of her as, as a as a character. I'm, I'm not sure she's been made specifically just for this film. But um I haven't seen I haven't seen Rachel Vice on in an action film since probably like the Mummy Two. So I'm kind of excited to see her on screen. As well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been um, a long time since we've seen uh, Rachel Weisz do anything like that. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how she handles it. And, um, you know, because I really enjoyed watching her in, in The Mummy um, mm. in those kind of roles. And, yeah, it'd be good to see what, what she brings to the table in this, because obviously she's got a heck of a lot of chops with her as well. So. Mm. You know, the, that's you're talking when you're talking top tier actors. Yeah, you yeah. know, Rachel Vice is a, is amongst those, so um, she's definitely going to bring the credibility to the, the movie. So, yeah, it'd be fact, interesting to see what they do. Know, and, fact, and they did, said it seems like they've. Sorry, sorry, we keep them cutting out. Can mm. you hear me? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 I can hear. Oh yeah. Okay. So, in fact, speaking of Rachel Vice and that she was in the Mummy, didn't you? Did you do an, an episode in Verbal Diorama with um, M talking about the Mummy film? Yep, that's absolutely right. And uh, you all better yeah, go yeah. and check it out too because um, the episode was a hell of fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah no, the episode was hella fun to do, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. M, that's a little plug for you. 
That's a little plug for you, um, you owe us. <laughs> We're going to tag you. You're going to Free advertising, M. Um. Yeah, yeah advertising. You want to get paid, man. Where's the money, man? <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I, I haven't met you, M, yet. But um, I will meet you at some point because we do need to rack Liverpool about Jude Law. But um, but yes, guys, if you want to watch anything or want some feedback about, uh, want some information about how good Rachel Vice is in a physical role, go listen to the podcast that Jason and M did on Global Diorama. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Just just had to let it out. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. That's cool. And yeah, definitely make sure you go and check out the Verbal Diorama podcast. Uh, can't sing the praises highly enough of, of that podcast and, and the work that M does there is phenomenal. So you should be listening to her and checking her out if you haven't done so already. Um, now, Rich, uh, I suppose we might as well round, round this thing up with um, some theories. Um, so what we do here, listeners, is we just kind of spitball and, and go crazy with it. Um, the chances are that 50% of the things we say is ju- are just never going to happen. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's that's not the point. The point is to just have a little fun and, and kind of expand a bit on, on what we've kind of seen already. So, um, yeah, Rich, I know you've got a couple of theories that you wanted to talk about. Um, or, or not even so much theories, but I guess just kind of things you you were... Uh, thinking maybe might spin out from this movie and, and things that you'd like to see. So, um, yeah, start where you want to start, man. Okay, cool. So basically, this main theory, or maybe it's one theory, I don't know, we'll see how it goes. This theory, when we post it, we're going to tag some of the people on social media. So you can go have a look at their page because they're pretty cool as well. Or they've got some, some good stuff happening. So uh, there's a point in the trailer where you see uh, a bunch of... I suppose you could, you probably could say, um, well, females. Um, they could be girls of a, of a certain age, or they could be like you know fully grown ass women, but just a, a room full of females doing some form of training. And we do know that, uh, what could we call her? Instagram female badass, the samurai has actually got a role in the film. Um, basically just you know obviously from what we could gather playing one of the the students in the red room for the you know for the black widow program now what i thought would be really really cool is that since the winter soldier has come and gone we know that there's been crazy crazy sneakiness political stuff happening underneath the you know the the superheroes the superheroic stuff that's been happening with the capes and the costumes and everything so like we said you see, we found out that, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. had been infiltrated by HYDRA, um, you know, and so that had to get taken down. When you watch Black Panther, uh, just before um, Killmonger is about to send off his troops to basically start attacking the rest of the world, which is a really big, ballsy move, as, as when I come to think of it. He had been king for, what, like, three days? He, like, he went mm. and got a new costume. <laughs> he got, yeah, he got his hair did. He got the grills put in his mouth. And then the next thing he's saying is like, yeah, you know what? Go handle things, my man. Go like, go over there and go over there. <laughs> like, he really was about that life. But anyway, he meant he makes a mention of something about have we got our undercovers or our troops or our sleeper agents in China? Um, and then he, I think he mentions another country as well. So basically, this is something that's been happening. Well, I mean, you get it at the beginning of Black Panther anyway, where you've got agents of Wakanda in the United States. So I'm trying. I'm starting to think to myself that maybe they might not be the only countries that have, you know, that have basically been kind of like ahead of the curve in their own way. So you've had agents in of Wakanda in the United States. You've had Russian agents in United States. 
because I reckon that's what's going to happen in Black Widow. I reckon that she's going to be a Russian agent undercover and then she's going to turn coat. So it would make sense to maybe have a Wakandan in the Red Room undercover as well, which would basically be the Samurai. And you can, and obviously, she'd be like a child that's set up with this whole backstory so that when the Soviets do collect her, they think they're just getting like a normal agent, but she's actually basically a sleeper agent for Wakanda. There's also another blonde lady who got sent out with the samurai to do, to do some training. I can't remember, for the life of me, I can't remember her name. I'm really, really sorry, but we will tag you on social media. And I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be awesome if she was a sleeper agent as well? Now, listen to this, folks. This is going to be like a, this is just like a fanboy dream. But she's a sleeper agent from Atlantis. So she's from the, the Kingdom of Atlantis, which is ruled by King Namor, the Submariner. And we've already kind of Ooh. had two mentions of Atlantis and the Submariner in one in, in a in a particular way in two Marvel movies. The first one is Iron Man 2, when Tony Stark has been interviewed to to let him know that he's not going to be able to join the Avengers Initiative. On a back screen, on the on the on the monitor you can see Wakanda, or some things basically happening in Wakanda, and also shows a particular part of the ocean that's being monitored as well. So that's that's one thing. And then obviously in Infinity War, when the, at the beginning when they're having their whole little meetup group as, as holograms, they mentioned some form of disturbances or some seismic disturbances underwater. And I think one of them basically just goes, oh, there's nothing to worry about. It's probably just like an earthquake or something. And so that could be another leading or lead up to um submarina the you know the the, the, the sub the name of the submarina so you could basically have an atlantean undercover agent and a wakandan agent and with the blonde girl she might not even have to be atlantean i'm really going to take it to the fanboy era now even though we haven't been introduced <laughs> yet, but she could be a sleeper agent from latveria which is the um the country that is ruled by dr doom so that would be a nice little Easter egg to let them know that you know what, even though you guys haven't, you know, we haven't made any form of casting announcements for the Fantastic Four or anything like that. Please just bear with us. At some point, we are going to bring this character in, and what better way than to bring in the, you know, the greatest group ever than by, you know, introducing a faction or like in one or another, the main villain or the greatest villain of the MCU as well. I mean. I reckon Doctor Doom goes side by side with Thanos as well. You know what I mean? So um, those are my theories. And we're going to post those theories on social media as well because I haven't heard anybody say it. So none of you motherfudgers can steal it and say you said it first. It's going to be on this podcast and it's going to be on Twitter. And Twitter never lies because it's social media. <laughs> going to trademark that, some bitch. Um, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I mean, and it ties in nicely with some of the news um again that's been floating around i mean it's again it's not news this is rumors that we've heard on the internet listeners so um again bear in mind it's the internet so take it with a pinch of salt but um one of the big rumors going around um for a future mcu movie is that the big villain of black black panther 2 is dr doom um so perhaps they might start sowing the seeds of latveria in the first movie of phase four uh black widow so yeah yeah you could be you could be onto something there definitely you could be onto something um so we'll see you know we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how um things play out and and where they go with the overall mcu story from here 
Um, but yeah, man, those, those theories are, are kick-ass, bro. So well done on that. You can tell listeners that Richard smokes a lot of weed and has a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, man, no, they're, they're definitely... <laughs> Popeye has his spinach, Richard has his weed. Um, but yeah, no, you know, as said, man, there, there's definitely some some fun kind of theories that you've got there, bro. So we should definitely keep a close eye on that and look forward to seeing how things play out. Um, now, as we said, the Black Widow movie is due for release on, I think, May the 1st, 2020 in the UK. I don't know if we're getting it before America, as we usually do. Um, it may well be that we might because... Um, for some reason, Marvel Studios just loves the UK. So, um, yeah, it's possible that we could see it first, but I'm not sure, um, not 100%. We'll, we'll have to wait and see how things kind of play out with that, really. But, yeah, all in all, I think we're pretty positive on the movie and, and pretty positive on the trailer and, and hoping that we get an exciting Black Widow story um, out of this. So, um, Rich, did you have any final thoughts? Anything you wanted to chuck in before we round up? Um, no, I think I'm I'm kind of burnt out now. I'm just really, really excited to see this, and um, and to be fair, I I'm I'm more excited about this than I am when um the Far From Home trailer came out. Hmm. Yeah, that's about as much feedback as I can hmm. give. But I, I I'm re- I'm really hmm. really looking forward to it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hear you on that one, definitely. All right, listeners, well, thank you for um, tuning into the podcast. And if you enjoyed uh, this episode, then please do make sure you share it around with your friends and anybody else you know who would be interested. Um, If you want to find out how to get in touch with us or how to follow us on social media, there'll be a short clip at the end of this podcast. So make sure you have a listen to that and that will tell you. Uh, how you can get in touch with us and stuff like that. Um, as said, me and Rich are back on the podcast road. The, the train is back on the tracks and we're happy to be here. So that means we should be getting a new podcast to you every week. Um, with that in mind, we are definitely going to be carrying on the Bebop rewatch because I've been missing that, man. I, I've actually kind of missed it, you know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to doing that. So. So, yeah, we need to get that show um, up and running again. So the Bebop rewatch will continue. And I know a few of you have been listening to them as well. I've been looking at the stats and, and it's actually been doing quite well. So clearly there's fans out there who um, enjoy hearing us. And so thank you. Um, and we'll make sure that we get that back out there for you. Um, aside from that, as said, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be making every effort to be getting a podcast out every week now. It seems like we've managed to get over our technical issues and things like that. So yeah we're we're back and um we're ready to i don't even know what we're ready to do podcast yeah we're ready to podcast i guess we'll call it that yeah listen listen, (laughs) we're back we're back that's it (laughs) yeah exactly that's all you need to know we're back (laughs) all right man well i'm gonna kick out of here so um rich kids say good night oh he said good night (laughs) Oh, you did you miss yeah. that? Okay, I said Rich could say good night. <laughs> we're just cut, we're just we're just cutting each other out now. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it, bro. Alright, man. Well, we're out here, listeners. Take care, and we'll see you next week. Okay, peace. peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Wulong Talks. 
You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 